Welcome to the Religion Retold Podcast with your host, Jake. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Religion Retold Podcast. My name is Jake, and today's episode is about Lot. <clears throat> Lot's a, uh, a fairly well-known character in the Bible, I think, um, and it's kind of intertwined with the Abraham episode, and then Abraham's also intertwined with the next Isaac episode. So, if you haven't listened to the Abraham episode, definitely recommend it. It's a good one. I'd definitely uh, head on back, check that one out, and then maybe listen to this one, or you can listen to this one and then go back. You can do as you please. You're uh, you're free, free mortal agents. You can do as you see fit. But anyway, today's episode is today about Lot, and uh, yeah, it's an it's an interesting episode. It has a lot of um, crime and punishment type scenarios. A lot of someone has done something, and thus they now do not exist. And it's interesting to maybe think about, is that is that a thing that humans slash deities should really be doing as far as like punishment and the reasoning for punishment and things of this nature? Because, yeah, I don't know. It seems in a sense that a lot of silly things in this story get punished in some very extreme ways. Um, but again, it's it's a it's a story and it's open to interpretation, so everyone's different. And um, yeah, you maybe you'll think that uh, the punishments are just and everyone deserved what they got, and maybe you won't. But we'll see how we go. So I'll start with the story, and um, yeah, let's get into it. So the Hebrew for Lot is drumroll, da 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 da, da Lot. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Lot is Lot in Hebrew. Who would have thought? Um, pretty easy. It means veil or covering, which uh, doesn't mean anything to me. I don't uh, see any type of veiling or covering in the story. I guess now that I think about it, <laughs> maybe I'll come back to that at the end. I better put a little note at the end to come back to that funny little uh, anecdote. Because obviously I'm trying not to ruin the story before I tell the story. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll write that in there. There we go. There we go. But yeah, uh, just before this five seconds we go, it doesn't really mean anything to me. But um, yeah, it is what it is. So Lot's father is Haran. Um, both Haran and Lot were born in Ur of the Chaldees which is basically in modern-day Iraq at the moment. It's about 370 kilometers south of Baghdad. It's on the Euphrates River. Nice place near, oh, I'm going to say that, Naziria. So, yeah, I mean, if you are if you speak Persian, you probably know that I've just completely butchered that. So, yeah, horrible. But, that, you know, maybe you can send in a little clip of you pronouncing it. Then, uh, yeah, I'll start pronouncing it better. But in any case, um, that's basically the place to be at this period in time. Um, this is where the Arcadians are, Sumerians, where culture starts, writing start. You know, pretty hot spot to be at, uh, you know, what are we at now? About 2000, 2500 BCE. Not a great place at the moment. 
not a not a red hot place to be at this point in time, 2019, but back then, real good spot to be. So they they're right up amongst it. They're not doing too bad. So the story continues and Haran dies before Terah, Lot's father, Lot's grandfather. So there's a few stories, but the Bible doesn't actually say anything about how he dies. It just kind of says, eh, he's dead. And then he's, Terah's still alive. So, um, Lot kind of goes off with Terah. And yeah, they kind of, they, Terah kind of takes over, like, I guess, the mentorship of Lot. So then Lot leaves uh, with his grandfather and Abraham. And that's not really given a reason. They just kind of like, oh, we're over this place. Let's 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 get on out of here. I mean, you know, obviously Yahweh's all about Abraham, you know, doing the doing the thing, you know, father of many, all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, Lot and his grandfather just like, yeah, we'll go with you. Why not? And so off they go, and they uh, they camp up at this place, and then they call it Haran for. Uh, for the uh, dead daddy. So that's, you know, that's pretty nice. It's always good to start off with a good feel part of a story. So yeah, now they've they've moved on uh, lots with Abraham and then his grandfather. And they go into a town. Well, it's not really a town. I guess they just put some tents up and then they call the place Haran. And I mean, like it's nothing nothing big, but it's always nice to get a, get a little recognition in your life, you know. So then Lot uh, follows Abraham into this nomadic lifestyle of tent dwelling and that sort of thing. I'm assuming that uh, Lot's grandfather kind of chills back at Haran and he's like, uh, I'm kind of done with this nomadic stuff. I'm an old man. I want to chill out here. And then Abraham and Lot are like, well, we're still killing it. We're young. We're going to keep heading off in these tents, which is kind of like, you know, young people doing, what do you do before you go to university? Um, gap years. It's kind of like a gap year, but then they kind of don't ever grow out of it. It's the guy that goes to Bali and then ends up living in Bali for the rest of his life, basically. <laughs> That's kind of what Lot and Abraham are doing. They're kind of just intense, going around, you know, that that type of thing. So anyway, um, Lot and Abraham have a falling out, which you would have heard in the last uh, the last episode of the podcast, which you should go and listen to. And so then uh, Lot decides to camp near Sodom. As, as, as said in the last episode, gets invaded by a king. Then Abraham goes and saves Lot. So yeah, Lot's, Lot's really into this. Lot's really into this living near the city life. Uh, Abraham's very much more the guy in Bali, but Lot's probably like the guy that moves to probably Berlin He's like, oh, you know, I don't want to be in Australia, you know, Australia's, Australia's a nice spot, but I don't want to be there. I'm a nomadic man. And then he just goes all the way to Germany and kind of lives in a, in a bigger city. So, you know, that's kind of what it's like at this point. But anyway, as, as, as you would have heard in the last episode, again, the two angels that Abraham spoke to come down to Sodom. And so Lot's kind of chilling near the gate doing his thing. I don't really know what he's doing. <laughs> But then Lot sees these angels coming towards him and he runs out and he's like, oh, hey, guys, how are you? He does, does an old bow. And then he's like, hey, come back to my digs. And then tomorrow in the morning, you can go like get out and leave the city. So it kind of doesn't give you much context 
um, about why a, a lot's a bit of a, you know, a bit rude. Like, I want to say this is pretty rude. Like, you say, hey, you can come stay with me, but in the morning, you've got to leave the city. It's kind of a bit, it's a bit rough. Like, you want open hospitality. Like, if I had someone coming all the way from somewhere else and they come to my joint, I'm not going to be like, hey, you know, you got one night. If you don't, uh, if you don't get out of here by tomorrow, I want to, I want to kick you out. Like that, you know what I mean? That's that's not good hospitality. But anyway, we we kind of don't get the context here, and so I did a little research for you guys, and apparently, Sodom was not a good place for foreigners. They were a little bit racist. They were very elitist in their their Sodomite ways. And, uh, yeah, apparently they used to just torture foreigners. They'd come in and, like, stretch them out and they'd be, like, they'd have, like, the average sodomite height. And if you were shorter than the average sodomite, they would put you on this rack and stretch you out. And if you were taller, they'd cut your legs off. So, you know, as you can see, they were really into torturing foreigners. So, Lot may seem like he's being a dick here and being like, hey, come chill at my digs and then get out. But really, he's just trying to be like, hey, come in, sneak in. You'll we'll go, you can stay at my joint and then I really need you to get out because I don't want you to get tortured. Because, you know, obviously he's into Yahweh and he's like, you know, I don't want to have my Yahweh's angels upset at me. So then the angels are like, nah, bro, we're going to go stay in this hotel in the main square, which is like the equivalent of just putting a target on their back and saying, hey, come torture us, basically. And, like, I'm sure the angels are wanting to go out to the nightclubs and, you know, live the party life in the main square. But, like, Lot's like, nah, bruh, come to my joint. You'll be safe there. Everything will be all good. Lot's really insistent. And so, the angel's like, yeah, right, okay, Lot. We get it. We get it. We'll come with you. So, Lot takes them off to his place and then he just cooks up a storm, basically. They got unfermented cakes, unfermented cakes. This is a real party here. And uh, then they get to feasting, basically. You know, he's got these cooked up and some nice uh, some nice foods and then off they go. At this point, they're feasting, they're going at it. And then the men of Sodom just rock up out the front of Lot's place and they uh, basically surround the house. Um, and it says that it's from boys to old men. So, I've got to assume it's like the old, the uh, the young, young bucks and then, then the old blokes, they're all out the front. And then they start, basically, they just start forming a mob and yelling at Lot. And they're saying, you should bring out the men that uh, came to the city with him uh, because they want to get freaky with him. They want to do some um, anal sex. That's what they're really into in uh, Sodom. That's where the word sodomy comes from in English. So, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, yeah, how good are these guys looking, though? Like, can you imagine... Like, this has never happened to me, but I'm not exactly the finest specimen of a man. But I've never walked into a place and then had a whole bunch of people form a mob and want to have sex with me. That's never happened. So, these guys, these the bodies that these angels chose for themselves must have been banging. I mean, Ryan Gosling probably doesn't even walk into a place and get this. So, like, you know, again, I've never really been into, into a place like Sodom. So, who knows? Anyway... Lot opens the door. He does the old uh, open, slip and shut straight out the door and he confronts the mob, which I think is, you know, kind of brave. It's a it's a brave thing to start with, but then he folds basically. So, instead of saying, hey, you can't rail these blokes inside, he's like, hey, I got these daughters. They're both virgins. He's got two of them. 
how about I just throw them out to you and you can just go run a train on them and then, you know, but we can't have the angels, you know, get, get anal raped. And here's my thing, right? The angels are angels, right? So, they're going to be pretty close to perfect. They can defend themselves here. So, how come Lot is throwing out his daughters to get gang raped and the angels are just chilling back going, oh, yeah, no, we'll let him off of that. That's a good idea. So, anyway, that's, that's, a, bit of a, that's a bit of a thing. But, um, anyway, the mob says to Lot, he's like, if you don't bring out these angels, we're going to do worse to you than we're going to do to them. So, what they were going to do to the angels is run a train on them, basically gay gang rape. And like, you know, is, what's worse than gay gang rape that they're going to do to Lot? Like, <clears throat> like they're, they're real into it. Like, they're, they're real intense. So, anyway, the angels pull Lot inside because they're about to do worse than gay gang rape to him. And then they blind all the entrance guys. So, all the guys in the front of the entrance, they all become blind. And they're like, right, you know, shut the door. So, then uh, the angels ask Lot, they go, okay, now this place is pretty rough, you know, they've just tried to gang rape us. So, you know, you know, that's a pretty rough place. He's like, we're going to just destroy this place. This place is a real shit hole. Now, do you have anyone in this city that you want to save? Because if you do, go there now, get it sorted because this place is done for. So, Lot goes out and he goes and talks to the two blokes that are supposed to marry his daughters. And they think he's a loony. And they're like, no, we ain't doing that. So, then uh, Lot's like, well, okay, well, you guys are going to die. Who cares? So, then he goes back to his house. Then in the morning, they wake up and the angels get serious. Basically, they're like, look, Lot, stop messing around. You're dawdling. You need to get out of this place. So, then Lot just dawdles and lingers and just, you know, just being a real slow poke. He's like that, that person. There's always one person in the family that just will not hurry up. No matter what you do, you're trying to go to the beach, you're trying to go to Disneyland, and someone is taking too long to get ready. And this is Lot at the moment. And the angels just have enough. They're like, look, we're fed up with this. Like, we're not, we're not, we're going to destroy this city. We're saving you. We're doing this for you. And you're just sitting around doing nothing. So, the angels grab the hands of his whole family, his immediate family, Lot, Lot's miso, and his daughters, and he just drags them out of the city. And so, they get outside the city and the angels get them in a little circle and they're like, look, guys, you need to run to the mountains, you need to hide in the mountains, don't stop in the districts, don't turn around, just keep on keeping on. And then Lot gets real scared and he's like, look, if I go into the mountains, I think I'm going to get killed. I don't want to go to the mountains. Hey, can we just head to Zoar, this city that's kind of like over there a bit? And like, this is kind of, like, you've just been saved from this this city of destruction by these angels. And now you're like not doing what they say because it's going to be a bit rough to get up. <sighs> like lots of bit of a pain in the ass at this point. But anyway, this is this is what he's doing. Really is a city guy. He's not into the country life. So Yahweh is of course a softy and allows it of course, but he tells him to hurry up because he like can't really start killing people until, you know, they get out of the way. So, Lot arrives at Zoar at nightfall and then Yahweh brings the fire and the sulfur and Sodom and Gomorrah is no more. And that's, uh, that's, that's basically the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's Gonskis. It gets uh, rain, rain, fire and sulfur. At this point, Lot's wife does the old look back. She, uh, she does the Yui and is like, ah, oh, Sodom, sadness, pillar of salt, straight up. 
Lot's wife doesn't get a second chance. It wasn't the way that I see it is it should have been much more evident that the looking back thing was bad. Because when you read it, it's kind of like a passing comment. Hey, don't look back. It'll be fine. You know, and then bam, she looks back and she's a pillar of salt. There was no real like, hey, if you look back, you're going to turn to a pillar of salt type talk. It was just like, hey, you know, maybe don't look back. That, that wouldn't be good. So, yeah, I don't know. Seems seems a bit harsh to me. But anyway, so the next day, Lot wakes up, assesses the damage, sees the districts in pretty rough shape. Sodom and Gomorrah smoking like kilns. They've really, uh, they've really got the old right there, Fred. So Lot gets scared in Zoar, of course, because you know the land has a reputation of being uh, quite rough to foreigners, and he ends up heading up in the mountains anyway. Like, come on, mate. So anyway, finds a cave, starts living in a cave with his two daughters. So one afternoon, his oldest daughter gets to chatting with the youngest. And she's like, hey, younger daughter, let's get the old man drunk and then let's have sex with him so we can have a whole bunch of kids. So, yeah, basically this whole story is just about people getting raped. So, anyway, the oldest daughter and the youngest daughter, they get together and they give Lot a whole bunch of alcohol and Lot gets blind drunk and then the oldest jumps in and uh, goes to town. And then the next night, they do the same thing, and then the younger daughter has a go, and then they both fall pregnant. And then their sons become the fathers of Moab and Ammon. So, yeah, that really took a turn. That uh, that was uh, that <laughs> that turned into a a real uh, a real uh, intense situation real quick. And then, bam, that's it. Done. Lots never mentioned again. He doesn't, he doesn't come up in the story anymore. It goes back to Abraham. And that's kind of it. That's, that's the end of the story. That's what they leave you on. They leave you on incestual rape. That is, that is, the, last, that is the last bit of information you get in the story. And then it's Dunskies. It's, it's over. It's, it's bye-bye time. So, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty intense story. I don't know if I'd read it as like, uh, you know, Nice reading, like like just a Sunday afternoon read. I mean, I guess it's like reading Lolita. I mean, people do that thing still. So, I mean, eh, whatever everyone's into. Anyway, there is, of course, as always, a few offshoots, a few different things that different people believe. Um, so, if you look at what uh, the Jews believe, um, it looks like there's there's some writings and things, you know, midrushes, stuff like that. And they've assumed that Haran, Lot's father, is burnt in a great fire made by Nimrod that was designed to kill Abraham, which if you listen to the last episode, you'd know all about that fire. So, good on you. Good work. Um, and then they also say that Lot is a good bloke because he resisted snitching on Abraham in Egypt even though they offered him a big payout. So, yeah, they're kind of balancing Lot's shittiness in most of the biblical account because Lot didn't really do much in the biblical account. He was just offering rape, being raped, kind of being scared. That's basically all he does in the Bible. But in this, uh, in, in, in the Jewish tradition, he's seen as a good bloke because he wasn't a snitch, which I can get behind because snitches get stitches. It's one of my uh, pet peeves, but- 
Yeah, so the Jews are like, you know what? He's not a bad bloke. He didn't snitch. And I, I can get, I can honestly get behind that. I think that's probably like a decent deal. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. The rest of it ain't too crash hot, but you know what it is. Now, in Islam, they have a bit of a different view on old uh, Lot. They don't actually call him Lot either. He's Lot, which um, I believe is like a thing if you make uh, Premiere Pro videos it makes really nice uh, colors in your video. But also, in Islam, Lot, Lot, there you go. And in Islam, he's a prophet, so he's, you know, blameless and close to perfect, basically. Um, so, the whole purpose of Lot or Lot, I guess we'll go with Lot because the Lot story and the Lot story kind of have different nuances. So, I'll call him Lot from now on. So, in, in the Islamic story of Lot... He is sent to Sodom to let them know that they shouldn't do any more butt stuff. So, Sodom is the place for butt stuff. If you're really into butt stuff, you'd head to Sodom. And Lut is sent there to say, hey, don't do butt stuff. They don't really listen. So, Allah kills them all, as you would assume so. In the Islamic story, Lut's Miso is asked to stay behind because, of course... She's not as good as as, as Lot. So, they're like, oh, you know what? You can just stay in the city and old Lot, you know, trousers on out of the city. Um, as a prophet, he's uh, supposed to be blameless. So, the whole drunken incest story is kind of just left out, basically. It's not a thing in Islam. So, yeah. I like I like Islamic Lot. He's a lot, he's a lot more of a badass than Lot. I mean, he did leave his missus behind and you've got to really have like solidarity with you, with your partner. So, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a black mark on the old, uh, on the old paper there. But other than that, you know, not too bad. So, we'll get to the main question, the question that uh, I bring up in every uh, episode. Is this real? And I mean, honestly, this, this one is kind of like a, a side story. It's like a spin-off. It's like, it doesn't really mean anything as far as like biblical stories or anything go. It's just kind of like a little offshoot type story. And the likelihood of this happening is probably next to none, I would say. Um, just because of how specifically ridiculous most of it is. And like, yeah, like there's no mention of Lot in anyone's any books anywhere other than the Bible. Um, it seems like a pretty standard trope for one man to, to be saved from divine destruction. Like Noah did the same thing at this point. So, it's kind of like a trope that's repeating on itself. And if the thing is like Lot leaves, Lot goes to Zoar, Lot goes up to his cave, gets rowed by his daughters you know what I mean? Like, who who cares about this type of thing to repeat it and to repeat it? Like, is this just like he happens to be Abraham's nephew, so it keeps on keeping on? Or, yeah, I just don't see it. So, probably unlikely. The destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah may have been a thing. There's plenty of ideas like maybe an asteroid came down from heaven or a meteorite or you know, out of space comets or, you know, like there's some like legitimate real world things like Sodom and Gomorrah could have got blown up. Like there could have been a tar pit close and it exploded. It could have been a bit of volcanic action. I mean, this is a long time ago. The sun stable, like, you know, a lot of stuff could have happened to kill, to kill all the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. And then 
you know, the stories come from that place. And they're like, well, those Sodomites are really into butt stuff. And those Gamorans, they're really into getting drunk. So, you know, it seemed like it was where the party was at. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm going to reserve judgment for the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, that could have happened. There could have been like a big fire goes through. Something could have happened. And then everyone's just like, ah, it was God. God did it. So, you know, there is, there is, there definitely was a place called Sodom and Gomorrah and like the five cities around it still like actually existed, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about the whole story. I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm to give it an all. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10 probably didn't happen. 10 out of 10 being definitely didn't happen. One out of 10 being like, yeah, that happened. I'm going to give it a solid nine out of 10 didn't happen. But again, open to your interpretation. You, you believe as you see fit and um, yeah, it doesn't affect me if you do. It doesn't affect me if you don't. So good work. Now, my thoughts on the story. As far as like the story itself and the meaning, there's a lot of interpretation that comes from this story. And I guess I wanted to get into a few, a few little points um, just, just from mine. And the first one I'm going to get into is um, punishment and punishment for crimes that happen, you know, divine punishment and then from our day punishment for crimes that happen today. And the way I see kind of the punishment in this aspect of this story is that everyone's kind of condemned to death all the time for stuff that doesn't really require much death. Like, like, so Lot's Miso dies because she looks back at Sodom. And well, the way that this was explained to me when I went to church was Lot's missus didn't die because she looked back necessarily. She died because she longed for the life that she had in Sodom, which was a debauched life. So she wanted to be drinking and partying and, you know, having three ways and whatever, you know, mass orgies and all that sort of stuff. And she was real down with that lifestyle. And she was, and again, I'm, I'm making some, some assumptions here because like, it doesn't say that Lot's Miso was a swinger, but you know, that's the lifestyle that they were leading in that place. And to, and with the, with the idea that Sodom is a real torturous place to foreigners and it's a real rough spot, like the allure, like the partying must've been really, really good. So, the idea is like Lot's Miso wanted to be in this party place and she didn't want to leave and live in the mountains. So, when she looked back in longing, Yahweh turned her into a pillar of salt. And that's the way it was described to me. And then my thoughts on the subject now are like, is that a just punishment? I mean, maybe living a life of intoxicated luxury isn't the most healthy for the mental state of a person. But does that really necessitate death by pillar of salt? And I don't think I'm necessarily convinced. Like the way that crime and punishment work, even to our day at the moment, isn't necessarily as just as I think it necessarily can be because people are kind of open to do as they please as long as it doesn't really affect other people. And as far as like eating and drinking and 
stuff like that. I'd see no reason why Lot's missus would be turned into a pillar of salt for such. I mean, she did say, hey, Yahweh, I want to get out of this joint because I don't want to die in a fire and flame. So, she is kind of saying, hey, I'm going to follow your uh, your ideas and, you know, Yahweh ain't into partying. I'm just going to put that out there. He does not like a good party. But also the idea, like, that she would be punished by turning into a pillar of soul, which, I mean, is like, you know, death, basically, um, is quite, it's quite harsh. Like, Yahweh could have been like, hey, you know pretty sad that you, you, you're not really appreciating the things I've done for you at this point. You know, if he's that petty, you know what I mean? Like, he could have done that. So, yeah, I think that's a bit interesting, like, the way that that the punishments in this, this story go. The second punishment, of course, is the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah um, and the reason why. And, I mean, everyone dies, of course. But the, the main idea that I read about was that Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed because they were into butt stuff. And apparently, religious people don't like butt stuff. So, their take on the whole thing was, hey, you guys are doing butt stuff. Yahweh don't like butt stuff. You're destroyed for butt stuff. Now, no one can do butt stuff. And that's, again, I think that's a stretch. I think that's a real stretch because, like, people doing butt stuff with each other doesn't really hurt anyone. I mean, (laughs) I mean, a few booties maybe, but, like, you know, anal sex isn't hurting anyone else other than the people that are doing it. And, I mean, you know, it probably doesn't even hurt them. So, like, what's, yeah, I don't really see a problem with, with it. So... To be destroyed for butt stuff and then using a story that's probably made up to persecute people for doing something that doesn't affect other people is quite, uh, yeah, quite an interesting concept. When you take into the fact that the whole story is about rape and incestual rape and then half of the people that we've spoken about in this podcast series have married their sisters or their cousins or whatever, like... It's kind of interesting to see, like, okay, gay stuff isn't okay, but incest is okay. Where gay stuff is kind of doesn't really create any, like, problems in nature. Like, it's just, you know, two lads having a good time. But then, you know, incest creates mutated offspring and stuff like that, which is definitely like an unnatural process. So, it's it's hard to it's hard to see the line where like, okay, so these guys are doing butt stuff, so they're destroyed by Yahweh, but these guys that are having sex with their cousins and daughters and mothers and stuff, that's all good. So, that's another one where I'm like, oh, you know, what, what really is, what, what really is the go? Like, yeah, I don't know. The- yeah, I, I, yeah, I just don't see it. I feel like, I feel like the story is pretty rough, and it's not very well. As with everything in the Bible, the story is not written well, and then I find the meaning to be just abused, used, and abused for people's own personal morals. So, yeah, my thoughts on it: story pretty rough, not real good meaning, 
two out of 10 for the story, not a good one. Anyway, back to the start. When I when I was doing talking about Lot and Lot's name meaning, which was veil or covering, my idea, right? This is the idea that I had, which is completely my own idea, and do not tout this as anything but. But if his name means veil or covering, maybe he's a closet. He's in the closet. He's a closet homosexual, and he's not able to express his desires because. Obviously, Yahweh ain't into, into, into gay stuff. So, he's moved to Sodom, which is the gay capital of the old world. And his name means veil or covering. I think it's, I think it's pretty safe to say that Lot's probably closet homo and he can't... It's, a sad, it's honestly, now that you say it like that, it's a sad story. He can't be himself because, you know, he's in this religion. Yeah, it just really <laughs> that fact kind of turned it into a into a sad story. We we kind of went off on a tangent there at the end, and I mean, like that's what happens on this podcast. That's just how it goes. But anyway, I think I think that'll be uh, that'll be it for today. It's a, it's a nice short one, so you can wrap wrap your uh, wrap your auditories around that one, and then you'll uh, you know get out real quick. It's a quick, short, sharp, thirty minute done done bang bang bang. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast, of course, as always. Um, again, it's been a while since I've released one of these, um, and I don't have any excuses. I, 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 I own a house. I even got glasses so I can read the text that I'm like, you know, reading from. And yeah, they're still not coming. So I'm just going to say, sorry, they take a while. I hope you enjoy them when they do come out. Um, but as of this moment, this is, this is the best I could do. I think I'll probably pop out two or three in quick succession, um, because I'm just going to spitball something about the, uh, the old church after this. Um, and then I'm reading a book, which is kind of religious, but it's about Buddhism and not actually Christianity. So I might just spitball on that one as well and give some ideas out about that. Um, but yeah, everything's kind of, kind of going well as far as like, my life so I don't have any uh, I don't have any excuses I'm just lazy sorry that happens Um, but yeah so I hope you enjoyed um, and yeah I'll see you next time